0: All right, y'all. It's another episode of the Cappuccino Brothers. Uh, it's just me, DJ Contact, and by myself again. Uh, we still social distancing out here in these streets. Uh, so Jake One is still not able to record. We may find out a, find a different way to record here shortly, and um, try to do something possibly. Uh, maybe maybe we'll do Zoom or something. Last see a lot of people doing Zoom and doing um virtual. Virtual things virtual meetings uh, have virtual happy hours you know people are trying to find the ways to connect in these uh, in these different times you know, in a different era right now at a different time. Um, it's a stay at home order and where I'm from in Wisconsin um, it's a stay at home order and most almost pretty, all, all non-essential businesses are closed and um, they're not advising people to be in, in big groups or even to leave the house. We're trying to flatten the curve and and stop people from um, getting sick at the same time. It's not really to stop. It's not really going to stop people from getting sick. I think that's what people don't understand about this whole coronavirus thing is that it's not really to stop people from getting, from getting sick because everybody's eventually, most people eventually are going to get sick with this disease. The uh, whole purpose of uh, the stay-at-home orders and the social distancing things is to stop everybody from getting sick at the same time and overwhelming the system so that the people who need to get care can get care and they're not we're not like Italy and making the same decisions that they have to make as far as um choosing who gets help and who doesn't based off of um based off of like they conditions and they age and health factors and stuff and deciding to have to make have having to make the decision between whether your grandma gets care or you get care, you know what I'm saying? And we don't want to have to make those kind of decisions. Like everybody deserves a chance to get the care that they need to get. Um, there's a lot to discuss about that situation. Um, we wouldn't even be in this situation if, uh, some, our administration, our current administration would have made better decisions in the early stages of this thing happening, like not defunding, um, The CDC not breaking up our pandemic response team and stuff like that. And it wouldn't have gotten to a situation where we are shutting the economy down at this point. Uh, They've had to approve a two point two trillion dollar stimulus package. Uh, Our checks should be going out. I think they just starting to approve. Like if you got direct deposit, you should be getting checks within the next week or so. Uh, $1,200 and if people don't know why they picked $1,200 for the stimulus check it is because that is the federal the federal minimum wage is like $7.25 it hasn't changed in maybe like 15 years and um the, they they took the federal minimum wage and multiplied that by 40 then times 4 weeks and that get you 12 about $1,200 so they just rounded it up. I think uh, the actual amount is eleven sixty. If you take seven twenty-five and multiply it by like one sixty, I guess, which would be four weeks, and then um, they just rounded it up to twelve hundred. So that's how they came up with twelve hundred dollars. So when you argue against the minimum wage being raised and saying why do people why should people get fifteen dollars why should people at Burger King get fifteen dollars well now everybody gets to see what that's like what it, what it means. To live on minimum wage and people complaining like that's not enough to pay rent. Well, that's what people who been making minimum wage been saying for 15 years now is that, you know, what minimum wage is, seven twenty-five and shit. That's not enough to get by, uh, especially paying rent in most of these big cities. If you live somewhere like New York or California, you can't live off of, of a minimum wage. Fortunately... Hopefully, most jobs don't pay minimum wage in those places. But even here in Milwaukee, you know what I'm saying? If, you live in, if you're making $7.25 an hour, you ain't, you're not going to make a living. You can't live by yourself. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to make a living by yourself and pay your bills and pay rent and all that shit. You're not going to be able to do that, just making minimum wage. And God forbid, if you have children and stuff like that, you got to come up with something. You got you to come up with a different way to, to get by and shit. So, yeah, that's what it is. If... uh. Shout out to everybody who is still Who is trying to get by these times And shout out to my friends That are police officers And first responders I have a lot of friends who are police officers Who are nurses um, I'm still working Fortunately my job is considered essential So I'm still working We taking a lot of precautions at the job We um, check temperatures every day We check our temperatures every day We fill out questionnaires every day um, We sanitize all over the place um, it's it's crazy. It, you know, it's crazy. It's a um, it's a, a federal paid leave act right now, which always should have been. It should always been that anyway. If uh, something happens, um, and I get sick, and it's found that I have to take two weeks to be in quarantine, that um, we get paid for eighty hours now. You get paid for up to eighty hours at whatever your rate is. I think the the, the daily. Maximum is like 500 something dollars a day So I mean it's a lot It's a pretty big benefit If you work, If you make a decent amount of money You'll still get your full check for a couple weeks If you have to sit at home and get care And stuff like that And um Yeah it should have always been that way It should have always been that way I don't know why it took for all this shit to happen For it to be that way And uh I don't really get I, We try not to get into politics a lot But uh, I am Into politics, I always watch the news. If I'm not watching ESPN, I'm pretty much watching MSNBC all the time. That's pretty much the only thing that I watch on TV is uh, news channels. I watch. I'm I'm at that age. (laughs) I guess I'm at that age now where all I watch is the news. You know, because that shit's important. And you know, when you're a kid, when you're younger, I, I realized that when I was younger, when I was in my 20s and 30s, I didn't watch the news as much. I watched the news some. I don't watch it as much as you do once you get older because that shit matters. You pay taxes. You have, different, um, you have different responsibilities in the world, not just kicking it and having fun and going to the clubs and shit like that. So you have different responsibilities in the world, and you have to be more aware of like what's really happening out here. So I watch the news a lot, and I know what's going on with, with politics. I see that uh, Bernie Sanders dropped out. Of the uh, Democratic uh, nomination, Democratic, uh, yeah, out of the Democratic Party nomination. So it's pretty much going to be Joe Biden now. He's the only person that's left. And he's pretty much the nominee by default at this point since nobody else is running. Uh, We had our primaries the other day on Tuesday. And unfortunately, I I didn't vote. I didn't have a chance to, I had to work. And um, I don't have time to be sitting outside for two hours and I'm not with this shit going on around here with this coronavirus shit going on. I'm not about to sit outside for two hours and wait in line with people who may have it and um, risk getting it to vote. I mean, if it was a if it was a general election, if it was like for the presidency, if this was November and we were going through this, then I would probably have I would probably have done it. I tried to do an absentee ballot, and the whole postal system's fucked up right now because uh. By the time I got my ballot, I didn't really have enough time to fill it out and turn it in. And I had to have a a, a witness and all that shit. I had to have a witness to uh, sign it and put the address and stuff on it. And I didn't really have that because I, I, I live alone. So I don't have uh, I don't have anybody who could sign it and turn it in. Uh, I do have a friend, uh, Shavonda, who was um, going around her and a, a few of her friends were going around. And picking up ballots for people and turning them in if they wanted to do that. So shout out to them. That was a good thing that they did to to risk themselves and and put their health at risk to go out and do those types of things and uh, turn in some ballots and, you know, try to get people's vote counted and peace to the people who went out because I have friends who went out and waited two hours, hour and a half at some of these locations because they because of the coronavirus thing, and they didn't have enough poll workers, unfortunately, most poll workers most people who work the polls are older folks uh usually I know the people who work the polls at the, the place where I usually vote at they about they in their sixties and seventies they're older folks they're senior citizens and obviously they they had the most risk of catching this virus, so they couldn't be out like they didn't plan. I felt like they they could have came up with a different plan to um to, to staff the, the, the poll sites Or at least make more sites than just five Because they cut it from 180 something sites in Milwaukee to, to five There were only five places you could vote on Tuesday And that created a hell of a problem And that's why everybody was waiting In super long lines Two, three hours to vote And I just didn't have the time to do that So unfortunately I had to skip it this time And I usually vote every election I mean, Even small elections I try to vote Because it's just important if it wasn't important, they wouldn't be doing so much to stop you from fucking doing it. Like people think that voting's not important, like they wouldn't do so much to stop you from fucking doing it if it wasn't important. You know, these people only get their jobs by elections. They they don't just you know they don't just get them by uh, being popular or the amount they spend so much money. Michael Bloomberg spent eight hundred million dollars. In the, this past election, because this shit matters, you know what I'm saying? He wouldn't do that if it didn't matter. If he just felt like he could just holler at somebody and be president, then he would have just done that. You know, he spent that kind of money on the ads that he spent it on, and they they raise the kind of money, and they they go through the kind of tactics that they go through because it's important for you to vote. So if you can vote, if it's possible for you to vote, you should get out there and do it because, you know what I'm saying, it, it, it makes a difference in your community. It makes a difference— and society, and presidents don't get to be presidents, mayors don't get to be mayors, governors don't get to be governors if people don't vote. You know what I'm saying? If people vote, then that's that's how that, that shit happens. If you want to make change, like, you have to do that. I mean, you should make an informed vote, but you should actually go out and and vote if you can. If it's possible for you to do that, then you should do that. You should take time. I think voting should be a um, national holiday instead of fucking Columbus Day, which isn't what shouldn't be um the the election days like those should be days off of folks where they should go and be able to vote um i agree with one of one of my friends was online and um saying that there should be an app or something or some type of way where you could vote with your phone and i agree with that because it doesn't make sense for it to be uh i can do anything i do anything that i need to do on my phone i pay all my bills by my phone I do uh, check my bank accounts Um, I do everything That I need to do like administratively If I need to pay a ticket If I need to pay my taxes I can do all that shit online You know applying for jobs You could do plenty of shit online It doesn't make sense why there there shouldn't Why there's not an app That's that's sophisticated enough To do voting online Or voting by mail or something Like it should be some kind of way where you could do it Through an app on your phone or something where you can verify your identification. Because when I did the absentee ballot, all I had to do was take a picture. I took a picture of my ID. I filled out some information online in like 10 minutes or something, and they sent it. I mean, it took forever to get here. It took about two weeks to get here, a week a week and a half, two weeks. So by the time I got it, I couldn't really turn it in. I would have had to go in and drop it off in order to turn it in. And, um, yeah, I would have had to go out and and, uh, turn it in that way. But it's still possible to do that shit online. I did that online, so why can't I just vote online? I could have just voted online if that that was the case. I could just post a picture. I could have just uploaded a picture of my ID saying this is who I am, whatever. And I could have been. I should have been able to fill out the ballot online and not even had to worry about somebody mailing it to me and potentially not getting it back turned in in time and able to be able to vote and all that. So yeah, it's kind of bullshit that they they do that. But um, the reason that they do that is because the Republican Party understands that the only way that they can win an election is if they suppress votes, is if they stop people from voting. The only way that they can stop it, only way they can ever win an election is if they stop people from voting. If they keep the turnout low, then that's the only chance they have in winning. Um, Since 1992, the Republican Party has only won like one general election. I think when Bush won, his re-election is the only general election that they actually have won in the past what, what is that 28 years twenty eight, twenty yeah, 28 years something like that so the past six or seven presidencies all either either gone to a electoral college or either been electoral college or have been a Democratic win like you know Barack Obama Bill Clinton stuff like that but when uh, George Bush won and went to the, the electoral college when you know Trump won it wasn't by popular vote he didn't win he didn't win enough votes So they know they understand that the country is mostly democratic and the only way that they can win is the, you know, finesse shit and stop people from voting in key areas and win enough votes. Because we have the electoral college system where you can still win if you win the right states. You know, it's about winning and winning the right states. And if they win the right states, then they can win the election without winning the popular vote. And that's how the only way that they've been doing it. And that's why they suppress votes and do what they do to stop people from voting and discourage people from voting. Those long lines make people like me not want to vote. I'm not going to wait in a two-hour line to vote. You know, if the process is too hard, you know, they know most people won't do that shit. You know, it takes, you know, special people. So shout out to them people who went out again. Shout out to them people who went out and did that and waited in them three hour lines to vote because I wasn't doing that. And mo- they know most people won't do that. They know a lot of people will not do that if they, they don't have an opportunity to do that if they don't feel like doing it. So they do what they can to make it as hard as possible for you to vote so that they have a better chance of winning because they know the less people who come out in the big cities, they understand that people who come out in those big cities like that, they are the ones who are mostly going to vote Democrat if all, if all if black people vote a Republican, they would make it easy as fuck to vote. They would make it as easy as possible for black people to vote if you vote a Republican. But since they know that most black people, eighty percent, you know eighty eighty five percent of black people, I don't even think, it might even be higher than that. It might be even be ninety percent of black people vote um, Democrat. That's what they do. That that's what they do. That especially in the major cities, especially in Milwaukee, And other cities around um, Wisconsin, especially in. Uh, other places in the country, most places outside of urban areas, they try to make it that situation where um you know where it's hard to vote, where it's less polling places, where it's less places for people in those areas to vote cuz they know those those places mostly are liberal, quote unquote, you know, liberal and the democrat and they are going to vote blue. And if those people voted red, they don't do that. They wouldn't have done they wouldn't have done what they did and put that in the situation where it is. But uh that's kind of where we at with the with the election situation right now and because of the whole coronavirus thing it kind of fucked up the whole thing and made Bernie drop out I understand why Bernie dropped out with this whole situation going on you can't really campaign the way that you want to and people ain't gonna be voting the way, the way that you want them to vote people ain't gonna be voting as much as you need them to with this whole situation going on and with um with primaries being pushed back all over the country. We were stupid enough to have ours just yesterday, but primaries are being pushed back all over the country. So it makes sense to just drop out and try to get behind Joe Biden and beat Donald Trump because, I mean, that's the ultimate thats the ultimate goal is to get Trump out of office. We got to do that, whether people like it or not. I'm not really a, a huge fan of Joe Biden. I liked Elizabeth Warren more than uh, Bernie Sanders. I liked the, uh, Elizabeth Warren represented a little bit of both you know she, she had a little bit of what Bernie was talking about she had a little bit of Bernie's policies and she had a little bit of Biden she was kind of the in-between and I think that she would have been safe enough that she would have done a little bit of something for everybody that would have made everybody happy but you know we still not in a position we still not in a place in America where people will vote for a woman unfortunately it's sad to say that but it is it is what it is you know People still don't want to vote for a woman in this country No matter how smart she is um, No matter how bad she killed In, the, in the, the primaries People talked about I mean in the debates people talked about how, how how good she was in the debates and shit But then when it came time to vote They still didn't vote for her So I mean it can only be that It, it can only be that People just wasn't feeling feeling voting for a woman If, it, if she was a 45 year old man Saying some of the things she said She would have killed it She would have been Far and away the um, the best candidate for president. It would have been a landslide, but you know she's a. I think she's a lesbian. I'm not sure. I think she is a lesbian. But um, she's a lesbian. She's a white woman. Um, she's a little bit older, and people just was not dealing with her like that. People were messing with her like that. So that's kind of where we are. I, I hate to get on that, but this shit's important. You know what I'm saying? I spent a lot of time early on in this podcast talking about that, but this just important. You should know what's going on in, in the country You should know what's going on in the world And you should watch the news Even You should watch the news for at least an hour a day um, Anything over that You know, they kind of get repetitive Most shows, especially on MSNBC, CNN and shit They kind of just talk about the same thing Hours and hours on Because it, it end up depressing you So don't watch too much news Because this shit end up just making you mad or whatever Getting on your nerves after a while Because they just talk about the same shit all the time But um, you should definitely spend at least an hour a day watching the news, seeing what's going on in the world, seeing what's happening out here so you can make informed decisions when it's time to vote and go vote when it's time for you to do that. So, uh, yeah, that's my political soapbox speech uh, for the podcast. Like, we probably won't be getting into that too much more um, going on down the line once Jank gets back because, you know, we end up just talking about bullshit and ribbing and, you know, how we do it. The people that's been listening to the show, y'all know how we do So we'll probably get more back into the music and stuff like that uh, later on down the line. But I just wanted to get those bars off about the whole situation um, in politics and the whole situation with the coronavirus thing, and we'll just move. I'm gonna move on from there. Um, Yeah. So with that situation, the coronavirus situation is also creating a problem with music because obviously all of the clubs are closed, all the bars are closed. The only thing you can really do is uh luckily people are still finding ways to uh entertain people online you have uh d nice uh ninth wonder quest love dj envy uh dj spinner you know all the djs that are out here all some of the major djs that are out here are are, um finding ways to entertain people online they're going online on on instagram mostly uh primarily on instagram i know when quest love djs he's spinning across um He's spinning across all the platforms at once. He he's on Periscope. He's on he's on Twitter. He's on IG, he's on YouTube, he's on Facebook, all of that. So when Quest Love spins, he's spending on all the platforms at the same time. So what however whatever platform you use, you can you know, catch him on there. And uh, I think D nice is mostly just doing Instagram. His audio has gotten a lot better over the past couple of weeks. I mean, it took a minute, you know, when people first started doing it. They didn't really know what they were doing because nobody's, you know, some people I've I've live streamed on Facebook and Instagram and shit before, so I kind of know what to do. Well, a lot of people don't know, like, how to get the audio straight. I don't really concern myself too much with it. I don't know how to do it. I I just kind of don't concern myself as much with the audio because I have the issue of I'm not a Quest Love. I'm not a D-Nice. And... These apps have um, software on them That like It's like Shazam It recognizes what you're playing As soon as it recognizes That you're playing Some copyrighted material They cut your shit off And that's the reason Why I don't do that anymore I used to do a lot of stuff On um, Facebook Live For my friends and stuff And for the people Who follow me on Facebook and stuff I used to uh, I used to live stream DJ A lot on there A few years ago But they upgraded the software Before When I used to do it I could spin but then it would scan like what i played after i stopped and then if it noticed anything that i was playing was copyrighted then they would i wouldn't be able to save it i wouldn't be able to save the live and stuff and people wouldn't be able to go back and watch it later but um at least i would be able to spin straight through a set and then i just wouldn't be able to save it and maybe i'll record it so i'll record it or something like that and um post it later and post the information later post the music later and post the sets later but um, now they have it where you could they could detect the shit as you're spinning. They can detect the music you're playing as you're playing, it, and then they cut that shit off. They'll cut your shit off. A lot of people who are lesser-known DJs get their shit cut off. But somebody like a Ninth Wonder, somebody like Questlove, D-Nice, they have their accounts like blacklisted or whitelisted, I should say. They have their accounts whitelisted where they are allowed to play whatever they want to play. I think it goes along with being verified. Like, they take your name off of that restriction – and you can play whatever you want to play. I think D Nice still has to uh, reset his shit every hour because on Instagram you can only go live for an hour at a time. So I think he still has to do that, where he has to reset it every hour or so. But um, he can play whatever he wants to play and do whatever he wants to do. Um, people were donating to D Nice. I donated. I donated a couple of dollars for because you know I, I try to support cats doing that. I understand that um, that DJs these days. Since they don't have a four hundred one k, they don't have um some of the benefits that people who have a normal job have when they not working, they just don't have money. So you know if you see a DJ out here spending on live doing anything and shit, uh, support them. You know what I'm saying? Give them a couple dollars. Give them a couple dollars because they they don't know where their next check coming from. They don't know what's gonna happen after this. You don't know what's gonna happen after this because a lot of these bars and clubs may not be open once the shit is over. And the whole, situation, the whole game is going to be fucked up for for the for at least the rest of the year, you know, before people can get their situation straight, before bars and clubs can get their situation straight because, you know, everybody ain't got the money to last for a month or two without, without making no money. And even when we do start back up, when the economy does start back up and these restrictions ease off and shit like that, people ain't going to be able to, uh, people ain't going to want to go out like that. People ain't going to want to be going out. And being in big groups, it ain't gonna be like, okay, this shit passed and now everybody's good. And we're gonna go back to packing the clubs like we used to. And it may be, you know, another few months after that before people even feel comfortable going out like that and being in big groups without worrying about getting sick and shit. So, you know, if you see some DJs on live uh, with their uh, cash apps posted, you know, try to give them a little bit of something if you can, if it's possible. I know you, a lot of people out here that's listening to this probably ain't working either. So, I mean, if you can help, it would be cool for you to be able to do that and, and, and donate a couple of dollars. Uh, Kid Capri said some foul-ass shit online the other day, you know, kind of bashing people for doing that. But I definitely understand everybody ain't like Kid Capri. Everybody ain't been good for – been in this game for 30 years, and they're good. This house probably paid for and shit like that. So everybody ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? I got friends that's losing thousands of dollars right now because they can't spend, it's events that had to be canceled. You know, it's events that had to be canceled and places are closed, and there ain't really no other ways for them to make money outside of DJing. So they gotta get it how they live right now. And if posting a cash app and somebody people decide that they can donate a couple of dollars, then you gotta do what you gotta do. That shit might help you make it to the next month. That shit might might help you make it make bills for a minute. I don't even think if you DJ and I don't even know if you can apply for unemployment. Because you're not technically employed, you're like a a contractor, basically. You know what I'm saying? Because we get most of our money when I do DJ and get paid. We get most, we get our money tax free. You know, we fill out a 1099. They get a 1099 at the end of the year, and then you got to pay taxes on everything that you uh, made and shit, which fucks up my taxes every year. But uh, yeah, you got to do that. So if you don't have a, 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 if you can't file for unemployment and shit like that then how are you supposed to make a living? You know, how are you supposed to make a living? So, a lot of cats are uh, posting their um, cash apps and stuff, and Kid Capri said something slick about it, and then uh, DJ Scratch clap back at him about it, saying, like, because he, he, he said that, and then the next day he's with Envy talking about raising money for DJs. So, like, which one is it? You know what I'm saying? do you Are you slamming people for doing it? And then because you're getting pressure and... and all of that for um, not doing it. I mean, for you getting pressure from people, and now you decide you want to help out. Like, which one is it? Maybe you're just doing it because, you know, it's the look good to do it like that. But I don't know. I wouldn't. Um, at the end of the day, what's important is that DJs are getting supported. And hopefully that everybody comes out of this and they still are able to make, make it to the other side. I hope that everybody makes it to the other side and we get back to doing these gigs and entertaining folks. And I'm happy that DJs in particular are finding ways to uh, entertain people online when we are all trying to get through these times. There ain't nothing really on TV. Everybody's watching all the Netflix they can handle. <laughs> people watching all the Netflix they can stand watching. That's why uh, a lot of people have been talking about Tiger King and shit. And that's something that I normally would not watch. And I watched it uh, the other day. That shit is crazy as hell. These white people are crazy. I do do that anyway. But uh, white people are crazy as hell Especially white people with, with tigers and shit Motherfuckers out in the woods Were out in the, in the sticks doing some crazy ass shit uh, It was about uh, A dude that owned A uh, private zoo He owns a bunch of tigers And he's getting in. he had gotten into it With a lady who was an animal activist Who also did the same thing I don't know there was really no difference Between her and him And uh, at, at some point he tried to have her Killed and shit So I just kind of go through going up talking about the whole situation between um, the whole conflict between her and him and all the shit that was going on in his life. It's a lot of um, Joe exotic memes online and all that shit. So that's just funny. Uh, I watched that. It's a I forget how many episodes it was. I think it was like six or seven episodes, but I sat and I have nothing else to do one day and I couldn't think of anything else that I wanted to watch. So I watched that. Uh, what else have I been watching? I watched. Uh, I finished watching um, All American. That was pretty good. I think. I guess that was on the CW. and I didn't know that. And I, I, my first time ever even seeing it was on Netflix. I saw I was trending one day, so I decided to watch it. And um, it's a show about it. This, this dude, his name is uh, Spencer Paysinger, played for the Giants, and and they won a Super Bowl. But uh, from what I understand, a lot of that stuff wasn't true. I mean, a lot of it is made up about, like, some of the things that happened in the show. It's still a pretty good story just because I know the uh, situations that happen like that for players, for athletes, especially trying to get to the, the next level and some of the situations that they go through, some of the conflicts they have to deal with and still perform at a high level to get to college and to get to the pros and all of that. So, I mean, it's a, it was a good watch. It's, a, it's a good TV, something to occupy a time. It's a lot of episodes. So um, it's something to, to kill a, a couple of days to watch. I will definitely uh, check that out if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, what else have I been watching? I watched, uh, been watching Better Call Saul, of course. A lot of people ain't on Better Call Saul. I don't get it. I don't get why people ain't on Better Call Saul. Like, like I am. I, people like Breaking Bad, but you know I, when I talk about Better Call Saul, I don't be watching it. Uh, and there's only uh, two seasons left. It's um, you know episode eight now. Of this season, I don't know how many more episodes it is for so this season. Maybe like two or three more for this season, and then uh, the next season will be the last one, and we'll be getting close to Breaking Bad time. But I like uh, I like Better Call Saul a lot. I like it. I actually like it better than Breaking Bad. It's uh, it makes more sense. It's not. It's more logical than Breaking Bad. It's kind of more of a Breaking Bad type thing than Breaking Bad is, because uh, from, on Breaking Bad, you know, you have Walter White going from. Uh, Chemist to drug dealer and shit like that But uh, with this Saul's you know he's trying to do the right thing He was trying to uh, you know Do right by his brother and Please his brother and become a lawyer And um, he ends up turning into This other person I mean he ends up slipping back Into his old ways and stuff And um, I like it I like it a lot It's interesting That um, It's interesting that, that at this point of the show I think the only thing that we don't really know is like what's going to happen with Kim. Because you kind of know, because of Breaking Bad and, and stuff, you know what's going to happen with the rest of the characters at this point. I mean, you, you know that some of these characters won't be, because you don't see them in Breaking Bad. You know some of these characters won't exist anymore. At some point, they're going to get offed and, and shit. So it, the only variable, I guess, is like Kim, because you don't know like what happens. I like that they made it interesting. Like what happens between them, like what happens between her and Jimmy, and why they did they actually break up because some people actually believe that Kim was actually a part I mean because they end up getting married in this show and um they think that Kim was actually there like that Jimmy just went home to her every night and she she just never was in the show so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that whether that's true or not or whether they separate at some point because I thought that they were gonna get to that point on this um this season. There are certain, certain things that Jimmy did during the season that um, maybe feel like, you know, because he, he kept playing her and it had a situation where um, she didn't – she would it was working to play and uh, he, she didn't want to do it no more, but Jimmy did it anyway. And the reason that he did it the way that he did it was because if she didn't make it seem genuine, then they would have known that they was in on it together. So he kept going with it and didn't tell her about it. So then she when she got mad – that he kept finessing, you know, it looked genuine and then they don't have they're not suspicious of, of them doing this shit together. So it's interesting if you're not watching it, you definitely should be watching it. Try to catch up on those episodes on AMC. I don't even have AMC, but I just watch it, you know, I, I, I get mine through other ways and I watch it um the day after. I usually just watch this the day after when I'm um, when I have time or a couple days later. And fortunately the good thing about watching a show like that is that since nobody's watching it, nobody's spoiling it for me. <laughs> Nobody spoils it for me every week because nobody's watching it but me. Nobody on my timeline, at least on Facebook or anything like that. It's not like Power, where people are posting spoilers fucking all day on Sunday before the the newest episode even comes out. You know, they watch already watched it online or already watched it on demand and shit. But Better Call Saul, nobody's watching it online. Nobody's, watch, nobody's watching it, really. Nobody's really keeping up with it. So I could just watch it whenever I want, really. And um, I don't really ever get spoiled, or I really don't really ever see no spoilers about it, because nobody's nobody that I know is really watching it, which is a shame. Because I think it's a really good show. I think the writing is really good on it. And like I said, it's better than um, it's almost better than Breaking Bad to me. It's it's arguably better than Breaking Bad to me. I just like I like the writing a lot better. It's getting a lot thicker. You know the situations between um, you kind of see where how Mike and Gus get mixed in together. And how Gus and um, Saul get mixed in together? You just if you like the Breaking Bad, you should be watching the show. Like uh, that's all I can say. If you watch if you watch Breaking Bad and you want to know how all of these connections happened and how all these people got linked up together, then you should be watching it. Yeah, so I, I really like that show. Um, what else am I watching? Um, I'm getting back into Ozark because everybody's talking about Ozark. I haven't seen any spoilers for it, but everybody's talking about how great Ozark was. Um, I watched. The first season of Ozark, and I thought it was cool. You know what I'm saying? I watched the first season of Ozark and thought it was good. And then I just didn't get back into it. I don't know why I didn't get back into it when the new episodes came out for season two. But season three, everybody's talking about how great it is. So I'm back log- locked in on uh, on season two, catching up on season two. And um, I'll start watching season three when I get to it, when I get done with season two. And then I'll let y'all know what I thought about uh, thought about the whole thing. It's It's been pretty good, though, so far. Watching season two just... I've kind of, it's been so long since I've seen season one. There's some, some kind of getting, um, re to the characters and stuff. But, uh, I'm just kind of, I'm going to try to binge through it. And in the next couple of weeks, I'll probably be able to, uh, catch up on, on, on that and see how, how it turns out. Because everybody's talking about how great that show is. So I'm back on that. Those are the main shows that I've been watching. And, um, we have to, of course, since this is mostly a music podcast, I got to get into music. Um, what have I been listening to? Uh, Alchemist and Conway put out A project called Lulu It's uh, 7 songs You know Griselda we always gotta talk about Griselda Even when Jank ain't here it's still gonna be a Griselda Part of the podcast cause they like the most Active crew right now they always Putting something out it ain't like um We just be talking about them Just to be talking about Griselda But they always putting something out They always doing something they always in the studio Like uh by the time I record again uh, Westside Gun will have dropped uh, Pay for Pears. I mean, they just put out uh, What Was She Gonna Do a couple months ago and they just keep smashing. You know, Griselda keeps smashing. I wish um, a lot of crews that I grew up listening to like Bootcamp Click, like Wu-Tang and um, other crews like that, I wish that they had the, the work ethic that Griselda has. That they have the work ethic to do the things that Griselda's doing. They're always in the studio whenever they even post. Whenever they post shit online, Whenever they post shit online, on Instagram, on Facebook, or whatever, or Instagram, on Twitter, or something, they always in the studio. I mean, all these niggas, is all, all they do. All they do is smoke weed and write raps. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it should be. If you, you're trying to make it in this game, you're trying to maximize your potential in this game, Like you need to be on the grind, especially in this day and age where it, we're in the information area, and people are getting information. They get new music all the time. You got to kind of stay on their mind. And these dudes, they taking every opportunity to uh put out music they're always working they kind of got their own uh they had their own path they had their own um what am i trying to say they just had their own process they had their own formula for what they're doing and they just stick to it you know what i'm saying they stick to it and they keep cranking out music they keep cranking it out they get something done and they don't rest on it like a lot of people uh, get some shit done and just chill with it like uh kendrick lamar and put out nothing in three years. You know what I'm saying? TDE ain't really done shit. And if, I don't even know where the fuck Ab Soul is. Like, can anybody put out an APB for dude? Like, what the fuck's going on with Ab Soul I ain't heard nothing from him in a few years. Uh, Kendrick ain't putting out nothing out in three years. Uh, J Rock put out an album last year, but they should have been doing, if, if they was Griselda, like, they would have done, they haven't even, Griselda did a Griselda album before TDE did a Black Hippie album. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. That's crazy, and they've been out for way longer, and they just not putting in the, the same amount of work. Even they, though they way bigger, they sell a lot more records. They just don't put in the same amount of work. Imagine if TDE put that same amount of work in with, with Kendrick and uh, Absol and J Rock and all of them. Like, imagine if they put that that amount of work in. That should be crazy. That should be crazy. You'll you never see somebody like. Imagine it like like Kendrick dropped Damn and then dropped the EP like six months or a couple months later. That's what that's what Brokazelda is doing. And we talk about them so much because they're always doing something. You know, I, I hate to be like that. I mean, I understand that we talk about them at least a little bit every episode pretty much. because. But that's why. Because almost every episode they got something new out. You know what I'm saying? Almost every episode they got something new out. And even um, I think Benny's talking about working on something. And then when you add in people like El Camino, El Camino is always working. Anytime I see El Camino posting something, I don't think. He's not part of Gazelda, but he's like affiliated with them. Anytime I see El Camino posting something, he's always, you know, always posting music. That's all they do is like smoke weed and ride around in fancy cars and and write raps. That's all the niggas do, and that's what you need to be doing if you're trying to succeed in the game at this level. You know, you can't just rest. You know, you can't just sit back and rest for and chill for two, three years and think you're gonna come back and and be the man. You got to keep going. I'm saying you got to keep grinding. You got to keep smashing and scraping, and that's what they're doing. They they got uh, Alchemist. They got Derringer. And um, the other day, uh, Conway played, I guess what was going to be the intro to uh, God Don't Make Mistakes, and that shit's crazy. That shit's crazy. I saw it on Twitter the other day. He played it on his uh, Instagram Live, and um, he went live and played that shit, and that shit is crazy. Uh, Hit Boy did the production on that, and yeah, I like that shit a lot. So if that shit sound, if this album sound anything like that, because I think that one thing is that um, Danger gets a little uh, repetitive, Darius Der- gets a little repetitive. Alchemist is kind of getting a little repetitive with the shit that he been giving them. Um, so Lulu was like seven songs, and it's cool. It's not the best. Uh, it's not the best kind of way shit, but it's uh, it's something to just I guess just keep his name out there, to keep going, keep grinding, uh, to keep moving product until his album comes out. And I think his album's gonna be crazy. So I think it's just a little quick appetizer or something, just to get some shit out, just to keep some shit out. And keep their name ringing out here. Keep us talking about it, and I guess it succeeds with that. It's a, it succeeded with that. Um, what else am I listening to? I'm listening to uh, Knowledge. Knowledge is a producer. He's done a lot of work with uh, uh, Anderson Pop, and he's done a lot of. He has a, he has some stuff with. Um, he has a whole series of of, of shit on his page with uh, Meek Mill. A whole bunch of old Meek freestyles and, and stuff from back in the day. He's made a lot of beats to that that those types of things. He's made a lot of. He has a lot of beat tapes out there. He's a West Coast legend on the on the um, production scene. A lot of people who fuck with production know who Knowledge is. Um, shout out to my people who know who Knowledge is. Uh, shout out to Tay. Uh, I know Tay know who, who Knowledge is because he be listening to, and um, so he just dropped a. And shout out to Gary. Gary be listening to it to a, to this too. Um, 1988 is uh, his new album, and it's a beat tape mostly. It's mostly just mostly just instrumentals, but there is a song on there with uh, Anderson Pop. I wish they were. I hope they do another No Worries album because that shit is one of my favorite Anderson pack albums. Um, if you haven't heard that, it's called uh, I think it's called Yes Lord, and it's just a, a a really dope album, really dope album with with him and Knowledge doing all the production. And uh, I hope they do another one. So they got a song on there, and then uh, Duran Bernard, who does uh stuff on youtube because he he's a youtuber i guess i don't know if he's like a professional singer and stuff too but he got a song on there called "Mind my, my business and that's pretty good too and then I, after that it's just a bunch of beats and stuff so it's just something that i like i listen to a lot of beat tapes if i'm not listening to rap you know i'm not listening to rap shit sometimes i just be riding around listening to the beats and shit even though i used to rap a long time ago once upon a time in a faraway land i used to rap <laughs> So I guess that's where that comes from. and I just like listening to beats sometimes. I don't even be thinking of raps and shit. I just like, uh, sometimes you just get tired of hearing lyrics and shit. So that's kind of what I'd be on. What else am I listening to? Uh, I'm listening to uh, Stove Guy Cooks. He's a artist from um, Buster Rhymes Camp on Conglomerate. And he put out a whole album produced by uh, Rock Marciano called Reasonable Drought. And I was surprised about that because I never heard of this dude. But uh, my homie Kill, who be on Twitter, he was like going on and on about how great this album was. So I was like, let me get it and let me see what it's about. And it's dope. You know, It um, can't really ever go wrong with Rock Marciano on production. Sometimes his production get, it relies too heavily on the loops and shit. But his, his production on this is more in line with some of his earlier shit than some of his later shit. So I like it. You know, it's uh it ain't no features on it. It's all him rapping, which is a good thing. I love it when people come out and they don't have a bunch of features on their shit, and they just getting their bars off. So it's about 12, 13 songs, uh, just uh, straight bars, and, you know, more drug raps, uh, more dope loops, more dope samples. So if you into that type of shit, you're into, um, you're into that type of rap, or you listen to this show, you probably into that type of shit. Check out that Stove God Cooks, That Reasonable Drought. Um, that's a, a, a good album to, to, to listen to and um. And vibe out too And just ride around And get your ski mask shit on too So I've been checking that out too And um, What else Still more IG shit going on More Instagram battles Uh, Started with I don't think we talked about that On the last show But it's been a big thing In the past couple weeks Because it started with uh, Swiss Beats And uh, Swiss Beats and Land And they went Head up And these ain't really battles so to say, you know what I'm saying? They ain't really battles. They just kind of um, motherfuckers uh, posting songs. It's more like a showcase. You know what I'm saying? They're more like people, they picking their best songs and people voting for which song is the best one. They ain't really, and they just kind of playing 20 songs and shit. And so Swiss Beats and Timbaland went went head up. And then they kind of turned it into a whole fucking series. And Boy Wonder and Hit Boy, you know what I'm saying? They went and played their 20 songs on their IG and been having it going crazy um, Sean Garrett and the Dream Went and they played some songs On their shit And Sean Garrett's kinda weird I think he was like on something Cause he just kept making weird faces into the camera And like making everybody uncomfortable and shit <laughs> I don't know what was going on I think cocaine is a hell of a drug And you should not do that If you're gonna be on live And in front of 100,000 people And making people look at you like you crazy and shit So But uh that was cool. Uh, my favorite verses so far was uh, Neo and Jante Austin. Because probably enough, you know, I'm a hip hop cat, but I love R and B. You know, what I'm saying I lo- we don't talk about R and B a lot on this show, but uh, I love R and B. I play a lot of R and B. Like when I DJ and shit, I play a lot of Neo Soul R and B st- type stuff. And uh, yeah, the Jante Austin Neo battle was really good because you know a lot of people don't know how much shit Jante Austin has written. He's written for uh. Aaliyah, he's written for Mariah Carey You know, he's written for um, Genuine, he had a lot of shit You know, he played 20 songs But he had a lot of different A lot of classics, you know what I'm saying A lot of classics that he had, had written And um, Neo too, you know both they both Them publishing checks gotta be great They publishing checks gotta be fucking great Because they both has written, have written some Huge songs for um, Some huge artists, you know Neo's written his own shit and he's written for Beyonce too. He he wrote uh he wrote Irreplaceable for Beyonce. He's written for Rihanna. Uh, he he has a bunch. Of, he had a, he played a few Rihanna songs that he wrote. So they both had joints. They both had a lot of joints in the chamber, and that was a really good battle, um, uh, a really good showcase. Just so you can see what people are doing behind the scenes, because you don't ever hear. Ain't nobody ever gonna say like Jontay Austin wrote this or Neo wrote this. So you know it was good for, to, to get for them to get that out there, and um. Showcase their skills and talents and stuff uh, Another battle was uh, Scott Storch and Manny Fresh Which was kind of It was a weird battle Because I guess people It just showed people Don't really know Even the cash money was huge to, to us Living in the Midwest A lot of people don't, don't know About uh, cash money like that A lot of people don't know um, Hot Boys and Wayne and Juvie and shit So he was playing a lot of that shit And a lot of my friends that are East Coast heads Didn't really even know them songs You know what I'm saying They didn't know a lot of them songs Like he was playing um, uh, He played uh, He played some hot boy shit You know he was playing some juvenile shit You know he played ghetto children And um, I think he played uh, Juvenile on fire and shit And they don't know them songs like that Like we do They don't know them songs like we do So it was like What what are these joints And down south Those joints are classics You know down south Those songs are classics But around the country Like people don't know them songs and Scott Storch was playing like "Lean Back" and you know, "Lean Back" and um, all of the, the songs that he produced and 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 stuff like that, and songs that he did with Dre. And I, I kind of don't. I think those kind of the disqualify. Uh, those, those shouldn't count because he was playing a lot. Of, he played like some. He played the root song. He played a uh, "You Got Me" and like he didn't produce that shit totally. i he, he played keys on. He played. He was playing songs. And he played keys on and shit. And that shit don't fly to me. Yeah, that don't, Manny was playing every Everything that Manny played He produced All by himself And What's my call Was Scott Storch Was playing songs And he just played keys on And I don't know If that really That doesn't really count for me But I mean People still say that he won I would say that he won um, Just cause he had more range You know He's done R&B And he's done um, He's done hip hop He's done R&B And he's done different types Of hip hop too Like he has club shit And he has like Cool shit too um, one thing I didn't know, I didn't know that uh, Scott Schwartz produced uh, "Down Below" by Roddy Rich, and that's like my favorite Roddy Rich song. And I had no idea that he pr- produced that, so that was pretty dope to see that. Um, there's a big battle on Saturday night. There's a big battle on Saturday night with uh, for the heads. Everybody's been going crazy about this shit since they announced it yesterday. It's uh, DJ Premier going versus RZA on Saturday night. And my money's on uh my money's on Preem of because is like top three all time to me. You know, top, one of the one that i wouldn't argue with anybody who says that Preem is number one all time. Um, for me, uh my 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 top all time producers are uh my top three are uh Pete Rock, uh Preem and um I don't know. Probably Dre. You know what I'm saying? Pete Rock, Preem and Dre. I gotta give Dre his props cause, you know, Ain't nobody ever done what, what Dre's done in rap history as far as being able to uh, pilot three different labels. You know what I'm saying? He piloted uh, Ruthless, and then he piloted Death Row, and then Aftermath. So ain't, ain't nobody who can say they did that. Ain't nobody else in the game can say they did. They held down three labels, you know what I'm saying, throughout the course of their career and was an a influential part of three different labels throughout their career. You know, that's 20-something years of... That's 20 something years Of innovation You know what I'm saying That's 20 something years Of classics from, from him And the, the artists That he put on You know Putting on N.W.A uh, Putting on um, You know what I'm saying Putting on Snoop and him And then putting on Like 50 Cent Eminem And shit like that you Can't he is like the Quincy Jones Of hip hop You know what I'm saying Dre is like the Quincy Jones Of hip hop I might not always Love his production you No, know, he has had, He's done a lot of Co-production He has a lot of Ghost production and shit But at the same time you, know what I'm you can't deny the, the shit that he put out you can't deny the shit that he put out with his name on it so even Anderson Pac, you know the first time I heard of Anderson Pac like that was on Compton which was Dre's last album so even still even on his last album he's still innovating he's still bringing new dope artists to the game and Anderson Pac is like one of the best new artists out right now so yeah those are the the, the my top three I think and um so RZA and you know Preem are gonna go at it on Saturday, and I, my, like I said, my money's on Preem. But like, they ain't going front like RZA ain't got no joints. RZA got plenty of classics. You know, Wu Tang was epic. You know, what I'm saying Wu Tang was fucking epic for a few years. Their first run, their first solo, their first run of solo albums and shit, and uh, the Wu Tang shit. You know, first two Wu Tang albums. I say like, it's easily twenty dope songs on there. I mean, there's easily twenty good songs in there. So it'll be interesting to see. What song songs that Riza picks. And uh, um, I hope that uh I am sure that Prim is gonna play Ten Crack Commandments and Unbelievable and um nine shit that he did. And all of, you know, Prim produced for some of everybody in the nineties. Like if you if wasn't if you're on the East Coast and you you was official, like you had to have a Prim. You had to have a Primo beat. So he got some he got some shit with everybody. So I don't know how RZA is gonna be able to contend with that because he doesn't really have that. He doesn't really have a lot of production. He has some beats outside of outside of Wu Tang, but not a lot. You know I'm saying he didn't produce a lot outside of Wu Tang, so it'd be interesting to see um, what twenty songs that he picks to go versus like the extensive catalog that Prem has. Like Prem got clips on on tops of clips on top, on top of clips, so it'd be interesting to see what what that is like. And I think that's gonna be on um, DJ Premier's Instagram on uh, Saturday night. So definitely tune into that. We ain't, ain't like we got nothing else to do. And you ain't working. You ain't got shit else to do anyway. So you might as well check it out and um, and log in and, and see what that's like. What has helped me with these joints? What has helped me with these uh, battles is um, I got the uh, Instagram stories for li- Instagram live stories for something. It's like Instagram stories for something on um, Chrome. It's like a Chrome extension. It allows you to watch the lives on your laptop and not on the phone, so yeah, it's a lot better to do that. And you just can't comment, but I don't comment anyway. I don't really comment anyway. So if you just want to watch the lives and shit and not be on your phone and doing that, then you could do it that that way. And um, I've been doing it that way, and I recommend it. And I think you can, um, yeah, you can you can watch them on your on your laptop and shit, but you just just can't comment or anything like that. So. Yeah, if you have a laptop, a lot of people don't have laptops these days. Most people just watch it on their phone or tablet. So if you if that's all you got, then that's fine. But if you have a laptop, then that's the way to go for me because you can watch them on a the bigger screen or something like that. So, yeah, so that's pretty much kind of what's going on these days. It's a lot of um, just finding ways to keep yourself occupied uh, during these times since there's not a lot on TV. Um, no sports. Don't know really what's going to go on with sports right now. Um, I'm kind of pissed off about that because – uh Bucks are having the best season ever in franchise fucking history. And we had this pandemic come along and shut the whole fucking season down. So I hope we, we still get the playoffs going. I think if they do do anything, that they'll get the playoffs. They'll just stop the season and seed all the teams and start the playoffs whenever the season starts back because they may be starting back in June. So supposed to be starting back in mid-June. And um, they may start the playoffs. But even during the playoffs, like the playoffs take about a month. Like the whole NBA playoffs takes about a month. And um I don't know how that's gonna work out as far as like next season, because that's gonna be pushing the playoffs into July. You know what I'm saying? The playoff playoffs into July, early August, maybe. And then is that gonna delay the start of next season? So we don't know. I don't know how they, I don't know how they're gonna work that out. Maybe they might shorten next season or something. Who knows? Who knows what they're gonna do because the guys still gotta get a time off, you know, guys still have to have a couple months off and shit before the next season starts, and, um, we'll, we'll see how that, how that works out, uh, Olympics got pushed to, uh, 2021, so, you know what I'm saying, at least they were able to do that, and most events during, the, um, most events during the summer are canceled, mostly, pretty much everything during the summer is canceled, I think, uh, Carabana just got canceled the other day, so. That was another big summer event summer fest here got moved to september so that was another big uh, music event and everything summer's kind of on on pause right now until this shit passes so do what you can to uh stay safe out here flatten the curve wear a mask if you need if you have masks uh luckily i bought one when i was in japan a couple months ago that's so why i've been able to use that while i go grocery shopping and shit like that if i got to be out in the public doing stuff mostly i just stick at stick to the house and uh, stick to the house and stick to work And that's pretty much it So I mean try to do the same uh, Try to stay out, out of the way if you can And um, keep tuning into to the show uh, If you follow me on Twitter I'm on uh, Semi-automatic C on Twitter And also um, I put out While we was down or These past couple weeks I put out a, a mixtape That's uh, almost two hours All taste shit uh, You can hit me up on Instagram or on Twitter If you didn't have it, if you didn't get it um, Fonte retweeted it and shit So a lot of people saw it And a lot of people retweeted it Which was pretty cool Pretty cool to get it in front of a lot of people And a lot of people saw it and downloaded it So I'm, I'm happy about that And I'm happy about the mix Because uh, it took me a, a minute to put the songs together And, and um, mix it And put it out there So I'm happy about it You know, what I'm, saying? I'm happy that people are checking it out And people enjoy it and if you don't have it, yeah, hit me on um, Instagram or hit me on Twitter, and I'll send you a link to it, so you have something to listen to while you doing whatever it is you're doing during your downtime, uh, reading books or watching TV or whatever. So yeah, you can catch me on Instagram at DJ Contact. Just uh, message me and tell me you listen to the show, and I'll probably I'll add you on there. Otherwise, I'm not adding people on there just to be adding people I don't Need people just looking to be looking. If you're just gonna look and lurk, then no. But if you uh, Tell me, you listen to the show and, and shit. Then I'll add you on uh, on Instagram, and you can always my my uh, Twitter page is open, so you can just follow me on Twitter if you want to do that. And I'm usually on Twitter like all the time, talking about various things and shit like that. So yeah, so just catch me on those two places, and hopefully we'll have Jank back uh, in a few weeks. Seeing how this shit goes, we'll see how the shit goes when it's over and hopefully we'll be be back at full strength or we'll figure something out maybe we'll do a zoom thing and figure something out and i'll try to find a way to patch him in because i know he got shit that he want to say that he hasn't been able to say for the past month now this is our second episode that he hasn't been able to do so um yeah we'll try to figure out a way to get him involved uh either either through zoom or something like that i'll talk to him and we'll, we'll work some shit out we ain't gonna be able to drink though and maybe he'll have to have a drink at home i have to uh Corey I heard him something I had to send something I had to Uber him a drink or some shit And <laughs> we'll, we'll talk it like that luckily, luckily liquor stores are still open So we'll we'll figure some shit out But um, yeah so thanks for checking it out If you made it this far Thank you for checking it out Keep uh listening We on Apple We on uh, Anchor We on um, Google Podcasts We're on all of the major networks So yeah just check us out uh, Leave a review, comment uh, Just let me know you're out here let me know who's out here. And we'll um, keep rocking and keep bringing y'all some some dope-ass shit. So, yeah, uh, until the next time, until we figure this out, hopefully stay safe and, yeah, stay out of the way, man. Peace.